talking during movies it is your host Jason Jepson here and folks this is gonna be a fun one this movie should probably be about 10 minutes long but it's an hour and a half we're gonna delve into why it's an hour and a half I'm gonna be talking over the Russell Crowe I like to be super violent I like to be angry and uh, maybe mildly overweight um, hit movie unhinged now if you guys don't know about this movie it's really unique. I mean, this it's it's very interesting to me. It's really fascinating. Actually, I was pretty I'm pretty excited to talk about this because there's a couple of things. One, there is a uh, an absolute darkness in uh, in Russell in, in in this in our in our guy here, right? Uh, we have did I just call him Russell Wilson? Did I do that? Like when I did? I think I just did. It's Russell Crowe. What is wrong with me? You know, we did that whole. Uh, thing with uh, Jason Dick and we were talking over Roadhouse and of course you know I made a crucial error and Sam Elliott calling him Sam Donaldson through the whole damn movie because you know huh, moron just not thinking uh, too sharply if you will but hey my bad so Russell Crowe's in this he's super violent and it seems like he's just going for one very simple aspect of life just wants respect you know, he's throwing away his wedding ring. He's outside of someone's house. He's angry. He's always just a little bit sweaty. The beard is a little bit messed up, right? And he is, uh, he's just, he's broken. He's absolutely positively broken. But it's interesting where his anger comes at, right? And where he finds his anger and where he festers and how hard he works at his anger versus fixing himself. I should really have to think about that, right? I mean, here he is. And, and you, you got to you got to think, folks. Like you, you get wrapped up in these things, right? Whether it's anger, whether it's spending, whether it's drugs or alcohol, no matter what it is, right? The focus and it starts to run around in your head. I mean, I'm horrible at a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, sometimes controlling my emotions is one of them. Uh, you know, it's it's tough. You get upset. You want to make a point. You want to get something across. People aren't listening, and you can feel it ratcheting up. Right, you can feel it tick, 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 and you know it. And if you know yourself a little bit, right, you, you know it's coming. You know that that rattle is coming, that peace is coming, and now you have a choice. And you can take a step back, or you can you can march forward and just you know kick the ball out of the fucking stadium. And uh, sometimes you know the, that that's the mistake that I make, and other times I'll let people know, hey, you know this is starting to piss me off. We are not vibing. We are not on the same page. And, I'm just getting angrier and angrier and angrier. We, we need to end this conversation. 
right? And then you got to go cool down, take a breath. It's it's interesting. We tell kids all the time when they get upset, it's like, hey, breathe, you know, take a breath. Here we go. This motherfucker, real quick, he is breaking into a house with a hammer and just hitting people with that hammer. I mean, he is a aggressively violent human being. And you've got to wonder, you know, mentally, what what pushes someone to that. But back to me, really, really quick, as I'm the only person here talking, so I just get to interrupt myself and then go right back to my uh, my, my horrible stories. But you know, it's it's one of those things where it ratchets up. I remember I was talking, uh, I did a flight on Southwest, and walk my young daughter back to the restroom. You know, because <clears throat> she's a little girl, and fathers escort their daughters. That's what they do. Well, he's not just a little overweight. I'm like, he's big. If he was in a red shirt right now and he ran through that door like he did with the hammer, people would just yell Kool-Aid. I'm letting you know, the boy is big. Russell Crowe, and he's winded after killing a couple people, which, listen, if your cardio's not up and you go to kill some people, I don't care if, how short that walk was or how long that walk was. You know, big boy is winded. He's swinging that hammer, dog. I mean, he broke down a door, right? And he lit a place on fire. I mean, I mean he probably... I mean, his poor heart, it's tick, 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 it's rolling. But it, the weird thing is, is the release, man, it didn't, uh, didn't help him. So anyways, uh, back, back to the story. Uh, so the, the kid and I, we, we walk back, walk back, and the guy's like, excuse me, sir, you can't hang out back here. I said, huh, I'm not hanging out there, flight steward. I am actually just waiting for my daughter to leave the restroom. He goes, well, you can't wait back here and hang out. I go, I'm, I'm waiting for my daughter. She's uh, six years old, and would find it uh, morally uh, ir- uh, ir- find it irresponsible, you know, uh, across the board, to leave her by herself or let her walk up by herself. This is a plane full of strangers, and I'm not going to do that. I'm her father, and I don't know you, so no. And then he got a little testy with me, and I was getting pissed. I was getting upset, and I decided, you know what? I'm just going to, hmm, I'm going to bite my tongue. I'm still going to. And then a very nice gentleman stood up in front of me. He goes, well, I'm going to stretch here really quick so this gentleman can't get by me because we're two big guys. And then my daughter came out, she was very quick, went back. So I asked someone, at the, we got off the plane, I asked him at the counter, I said, hey, my daughter's six, and I walked her back to the restroom, in the back, not the front of the plane, the back of the plane, and uh, this is what I got. And uh, I got this, you know, response. And the guy, the, the, the person just said, yeah, that's our, that's, you know, she needs to go back there by herself and walk. I'm like, but it's, it's, it's full of strangers. So I'm not letting her walk back to the back of the plane by herself or to the front of the plane by yourself, you know, it's just, it's not okay. It's just not okay. And they're like, well, those are our rules. So then I thought there's gotta be a mistake. So I called up Southwest and I got one of their people on the horn to actually talk to me. And man, oh man, I mean, dude, it was so, so dark. And I was just, I was getting angrier and angrier. And it was just, I was, I mean, my blood was boiling, and I screamed at that poor kid. I was like, hey, you know, and I let it loose, because it's my kid. You know, and you've got kids or dogs or best friends, I don't care what it is, you get passionate about a person that you want to protect and care for and, and love and, and make sure that they feel protected and that you know what's going on, that they know that they can trust you, that nothing's gonna happen when they're with you, that you are there for them. Man, you know, that, I was livid and on fire, and I can't believe that that was their attitude. But you know what? I mean, to each their own. You want to have a shitty policy, and I would not want to, and not not want, uh, not allow parents to take care of their kids. I mean, that's up to y'all. But it was just, it's. I mean, you're you're a company. You can do what you want. 
you know. Uh, yeah, it's just it was it was greatly disappointing. But more to the point, is, you know, I got pissed, and as I got pissed, I got more and more upset, and I got angrier and angrier. It just popped, but I felt it. I felt it coming, and it's kind of like being in. I don't know how you guys have been in a fight or around a fight. Uh, you know, I was. I remember one time I was in Central Coast California at a wedding, and the wedding was done, and we were at a party at this bar and kind of a medium small town kind of place and man you could tell the energy changed you could just you could feel it in the air you know the spidey senses were tingling people were unhinged they were ready to fight alcohol's pouring you got the locals you got people coming in from the wedding you're bumping and you know it's just it's a fucking mess and I just looked at the people I was with and I said we need to get out of here or there's going to be a fight we got to go and they're like what what do you mean I don't see anything wrong and I'm like mm-hmm. You don't have to see anything wrong. You don't have to. I'm just telling you, man, you gotta, you gotta understand, we gotta get out of here. So we get out of there, get into the car, go to start the car, and all of a sudden the fight moves outside and a dude is thrown through the front window and just hits, hits the uh, sidewalk and then rolls into the street. I mean, it is just, it's crazy. And then chaos, chaos outside. Half the wedding is in a fight, and then I'm in the car with this other guy and these two other people, and what do you do? Where do you go? What's going to happen? And we just, man, we got out of there. We had to get out of there, but the point is you felt it, right? You were around it, and you felt it. It was uncomfortable, and sometimes you can feel that in the driver next to you. Sometimes you can feel it in the store. Sometimes you just know when someone wants to be violent with you. You know, we uh, took a trip up to Portland, Oregon, and I... I used to love that city, man. Portland's a beautiful, beautiful city. It's absolutely amazing. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's overrun by violence and, and all, you know, the homeless people. And when I say overrun, I mean, they're just, listen, they offer a lot of free services. They do a lot of other things for, for the people that are trying to take care of them, but they're not getting them off the streets. I mean, we walked by a guy who just had a needle in his arm. He was literally shooting up. Walked by another guy who was yelling at himself and anyone around him, and it you know it gets very disconcerting, right? I mean, you don't know what's going to happen, what's going on, and you don't know whether they're going to attack or ask you for a dollar or both. You just have no idea. And we're walking around the city, you know, and I'm I'm moving my wife and my kid from behind me to the left to the right to give them an exit and to give me mobility so that. Uh, you know, so, so that they can be protected, that they can be okay, and more importantly then that uh, that I can help in some way with, um, you know, taking the brunt of the force and letting them run away to safety. But it's weird that you're in a city or you're in a place where you've got to think that way, right? I mean, you should always think that way, obviously. I mean, you know, there's, but it's, uh, it's still a bummer that, um, you know, that when that happens or how that happens, right, that it's just, it's tragic. But it's built with, you know, it's, it's that anger built up inside, and you see that anger, and you feel it, and it comes by you, and man, it's a heavy, heavy presence, you know, and you're watching this movie, I will say, man, Russell Crowe, he is, he emanates that energy, you know, he really, really does, it's very interesting, but I also want to point out something else, but I think this movie subtly does a jab at, you know, you have uh, the mom, and you've got the kid, and of course, she's sleeping on the couch. She's staying with some people. She's sleeping on the couch. She's got to get her kid to school. She's always running late. Now, here's my thing: for what, ten cents, for whatever it's worth, you know, and we'll get into the movie and have some more fun with this. But I, I really, 
folks. Listen, I have no empathy, pity, love. I, I have disdain for lateness. It's gross. You know, there's, I, say, I say this to people when they're on the podcast, right? I always tell them, I go, hey, there's one thing. There's always one thing that you don't get back, and that's time. You can get everything else back. You can lose money and make money. Right, I use the avocado as an example, or bread as, as an example. You know, you buy it, it goes bad, you throw it away, you get more, but you never get more time. Whatever is on your clock is on your clock, and sometimes that time is, like my grandmother, 93 years and counting, right? Sometimes that time is like my buddy Dave, you know, who I believe he was 17 when he died in a car accident, right? So it, you never know when your time is, so don't waste it, and don't waste other people's time. The meeting starts at 11. You're ready at 10.55, man. Just be, and, and yeah, people are going to make mistakes. I've missed meetings. I've been late to calls. A lot of stuff has happened, and it, it gets crazy. But that said, you know, still, you don't make it a habit. I mean, this gal, if you've seen the movie, right, you can tell. I mean, she just kind of makes it a habit. She just does. And she's always running late, right? And, uh, and then it's, you're caught in traffic and you're caught in traffic and the car doesn't start or this doesn't work or that doesn't work or whatever it may be but now now you're playing the game right and, and who do you blame and where do you go and then how do you get there fastest and what's the shortcut and oh there's never is a real shortcut and there's traffic this way and there's stop signs that way and what are we going to do is the freeway the best way or side streets the best way what can we do to get there right and um you know, you play the zigzag game and you go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and you hope that you get there. But guess what? It doesn't fucking matter because you're late, man. You're already late. You're late because mentally you're late. Mentally you're not prepared. You're not showing up. So that's what I think people always forget about when they show up late, especially if it's a work thing. Right? If it's a work thing and you're showing up late, the reality is, quite simply, is that not only have you wasted everyone else's time, but you're not mentally prepared. Right? You're just not there. You're not ready, man. You get up. You should get up early, stretch, clear your brain, I, you know, for whatever it's worth. Right? I'll get up early. I'll roll out, you know, 6.30 in the morning. I will do a little stretch, just like the dog does, a little relaxation, and sit down in the chair, and I'll play a little solitaire just to wake my brain up, just to get it solving problems first thing in the morning. Like, can we move these cars and solve these problems? And it seems silly, and it kind of is, right? Because... I'm a grown man sitting there playing solitaire on, a, on an iPad. You know, make the kid breakfast, finish the solitaire game, right? And it's crazy, but it um, it works in, in waking my brain up and getting me going. You know, you got a little cup of coffee, you got your solitaire. It's it's hilarious. It's awesome. But uh, it um, that's the uh, that's the win for me to get my brain ready, right? And also, my you know, everyone that I work with is on the West Coast, so I got two hours ahead of them which is always nice. I'm always just up front and two hours ahead and ready to rock and roll. So I'm a little bit, uh, you know, I've got a little bit of time time zone benefit, but you've got to, you've got to wake up, man. You've, you've got to be ready. And being late, just understand the gross disrespect that it is to yourself and to the other people. Because once again, your clock's ticking, man. You don't get to extend it. You don't get to change it. There's nothing you can do. It's just yours, right? And then when you add in, because you've, you've got to figure, you got to think about this, right? Your brain knows exactly how safe or, or how dangerous driving is. Your brain knows. It does, right? So it knows what's going on. And you're in a car. And how many things are moving? 
the wheels moving, the axle moving. You've got all these things inside the engine moving, pumping, driving. There's this, there's, there's combustion, right? There, there's explosive materials in there just raring to get out. And instead, you're harnessing that energy and you're pushing it out so this big hunk of metal can cruise down the road, right? There's all these moving pieces. And, and how well was your car built? And when was it built? And when was it maintained last? When was the last time you checked everything? How are the brakes? I mean, I know you tap the brakes when you want to stop, but how are the brakes? How's your suspension? How's your steering? How's all your fluids? Where's your car at right now, right? And then you're driving. Well then, let's say yours is perfect. Let's say your maintenance is perfect. Let's say you never are late. You're always getting your oil changed. You're always checking your car. You're checking tire pressure. You are you're doing everything in your power to make it the best ever, right? You are. But then there's always that asshole next to you who's got a duct tape bumper on. And I'm, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, listen, they could have gotten into a car accident and not had the right insurance and just had to duct tape it. And generally speaking, they take care of their vehicle. But, you know, let's use it as an example. They've got, you know, the, the shit's duct taped and hanging on and a cracked windshield. And when was the last time this motherfucker checked out their car? And what did they do? And then they're next to you and you're both doing 70 miles an hour. So now you're cruising around at 70 miles an hour, both of you, right? Oh, and let's add more people around you going in the same direction and also going in the opposite direction. Now that's stress right there. That's just stress right there. You're trying to control your car. You're trying to make sure the other people are controlling their cars. So you're, you're watching what your car does. You've got to watch what their car does. What do you have a passenger? What if you're listening to something? What if you've got a kid who's just needy and always asking questions and, and there's a subtle distraction? You can have all of those things going on. All of them. Right? And that just piles up more stress. More, 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 more. And in the land of more, 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 man, and then, what, you've had a bad day? Right? And all of a sudden, it's just, I mean, you're, you're in a powder keg and you're ready to go. Right? I mean... I firmly believe, man, if you're in your car, there's a couple things that just, they shouldn't be, like, no sports talk radio, all right? You don't need to be firing people up, talking about who's best, who's worst. I mean, you listen, people are passionate about that shit, right? You get on there, and you're like, oh, Kobe Bryant's the, the greatest player of all time, you know? And then Skip Bayless comes on, and he's like, oh, Michael Jordan is the worst. He's the worst power forward, you know, whatever. You know, or he's the greatest of this, but not this. And then, and then people get heated, and they're calling in, and they're yelling in their car. Well, that's just a piece of anger. And that's just, that's just a lit match and, and, and just gasoline raining from the sky, right? Or politics, you know, Biden did this, Trump did that, Republican this, Libertarian that, you know, Democrat this. It's just, it's a fucking nightmare and it's a powder keg. And, and then you add the stress of just life in, right? And now you're cruising down the road. All those things are happening. You wonder why there's road rage. You should wonder more why there's not more rage. You should wonder more about why this doesn't happen every second of every day. You, you mean, you got to think about uh, we are teetering on the edge all the time. And somehow some people just have a got a stranglehold for this shit, right? There's, they're going to they're gonna Wilson Phillips this and they're going to hold on for one more day. And others do not give a flying fuck. And when they don't, what happens? See, now this pisses me off. This gal is just driving on the far left-hand side of the road she's trying to get around all the traffic and then it's like i'm gonna zigzag in and out of traffic just trying to get ahead right five cars at a time and now she's on the far right hand side which is the shoulder right and i mean just get ready to get 
you know, just so she can make an exit. Because she just got on the freeway and it stopped. It's like, you know, so here's the other thing. You know why? There's traffic. Shitty drivers. Folks, you're not good drivers. You're just not. There's not a lot of people that are good drivers. And you can see it all the time. You can just see it. Now, here in the movie is the first crucial mistake. One, she doesn't know that a psychopath's in front of her, but you never know a psychopath's in front of you. You never know a psychopath is next to you. You just don't know. So the idea is, is that you just treat people with common respect and you're just kind, right? And I am horrible at this. Light turns green. One, two, three, four, five. The gentleman still hasn't moved. You gotta be like, come on, dude, honk, honk. Like, let's go. And now you're just gonna be like, he's just sitting there, lollygagging. Come on, right? Now she's gonna, now we're at almost 10 seconds. Now you gotta lay on the horn. And it's just like, oh, okay. This guy's just not gonna do it. He's not gonna move. But I think also, right? I mean, you gotta, you gotta think about this. Now, this is Russell Crowe. This dog is, he is just angry as shit. And yeah, you're gonna drive past him and honk and just be like, dude, what are you doing? What are you doing? Right? And take away the fact that she's late. And just think about the stress of just life in general. Right? Think about someone just sitting through a green light, not doing shit. Right? Well, there he is. Well, look, he uh, he made it through the light. And now, big truck, right? Inches over. And I love this part, right? I mean, he's got his aviators on, and he's just like, I'm gonna roll down my window. And I'm gonna ask her to do the same. I'm gonna go, ticky, ticky, ticky. You wanna roll down that window, please? Wanna roll it down? It's like, hey, man, you know, one kid. Don't listen, all right? I don't know why you rolled the window down, you little dork, but don't. Kids, you shouldn't be listening to this show. If for some reason you are, let me tell you this right now, okay? Do not roll down the window for anybody. Right? Just don't do it, man. One, it gives them access inside your car very easily. And two, man, like this, this kid all of a sudden, his old piece of shit car, it can't roll up, right? And you know, Russell Crowe's like, I got an apology. I like a little polite tap, a little honk honk, not the murr. And then you passed him with a murr, and then you, you know, Gave him the wave, the little one-finger wave, and she's like, okay, whatever. Now, here's the point, right? We talked about this tipping, this, 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 this anger, these pieces, this, this run. You can see it building inside of him. You can see the little volcano. You can, see, you, can, you can see the smolder, the embers burning, and what he wants. And really what he wants is what everybody wants, right? Is, is a little R-E-S-P-C-T. But when you treat yourself like shit and you... Um, don't take responsibility for your own actions and then you let then you go after people right you, you lay out after people and you're super aggressive and, and you're, you're tearing the world down well guess what it's, it's easy to light that match it's easy to stay angry because remember it's not your fault I mean, he just killed some people and burnt their house down but I'm sure that's not his fault I'm sure he's got an excuse for why or what it or what is meant right and, you know and it's just it's like listen man you fucked up. You both fucked up. But no one wants to admit it. We talked about this in the last podcast. Well, we. I talked about this in the last podcast, and I'm going to talk about it again. You know, uh, folks, we got to all do a better job of, of owning our mistakes, apologizing for them, and moving forward. If you want respect, if you want honor, if you want dignity, if you uh, want to be that person, right? My motherfucker's got blood splatter on his shirt. He is a true psycho. But if you want those things, right, not only do you, I mean, you have to be honest with people. 
you've, you've got to you know, talk about your high points and talk about your low points. And when someone brings something up or catches you in something, guess what you've got to do? That's right. You got to work at it, man. You gotta, you gotta say when you mess up. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta literally step up and be like, you know what? I fucked up. I made a mistake. It's just what I did, and own it and move on. If, if our doctors, the CDC, if everyone else around us, right, if, if they, in any way, shape, or form, would have done that at the beginning of COVID, hey, listen, man, we kind of fucked up. We did this wrong. Hey, we did this wrong. You know, if, if all of the leadership, if they would have just done that done that for sure well guess what we would have been we would be in a lot better place there'd be a lot more trust um a lot more of everything right it would have been just absolutely life would have been a gazillion times better but instead it's just a game it's a game of cya it's a game of of pulling in front of someone and slamming on the brakes and driving away real fast you know and that way, maybe they get rear-ended, maybe they don't. Maybe you just scare the shit out of them. Maybe you follow them to the next stop. And you got a comedian, Tom Segura, always talking about how he's going to go to, uh, he's always going to go to, uh, what, what is it, Starbucks, and then, you know, follow the gal home, right? And the motherfucker just in the side of the road, just staring her down. Have y'all ever been, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you this story. Uh, I'm sure it'll get interrupted 19 times by weird shit happening in this movie, but, um, you know, uh, we were, um, I wouldn't say it was, how would you put this? I don't know. We were on a road trip up to Montana. My buddies and I were senior year of college. We're driving up to Montana, and we have this, I have an 86 Honda Accord. You got three dudes over six feet in this car, and our luggage. And we are up Highway 93, my favorite way. I was living in Southern California, and I drive up to Whitefish, Montana, and my favorite way to go was to uh, drive out to Vegas, go outside of Vegas, and take Highway 93 North. It's a two-lane highway right through the heart of Nevada, past Area 51, lots of weird shit at night out there, and it's super, super dark. So we're driving along, and this car, man, we're doing like 75, 80 miles an hour, and this car just blows past us, and the dude throws a beer can at my car. Okay, you gotta be fucking kidding me, dude. Like, what is going on? You know, we're listening to some horrible, you know, when I graduated, uh, let's see, this is probably 1996, 1997, 97, I think. Well, this is, you know, horrible, horrible music of the time, I'm sure. And we're having fun, and we're, uh, you know, this beer can gets thrown us by this car, this old BMW. And so then, you know, I flash my brakes, and he slams on his brakes. And so I go bolt, you know, we've caught it to him, I go bolt, and you run, this motherfucker just slams on his brakes. So I go flying past him, you know, doing now 100, and we get a little ways down the road, and we pull over. I'm waiting for this guy to get out of the car now. Now I'm angry. Now I'm mad as shit. Because he almost got into us in an accident. He's throwing something in my car. Like, this isn't cool. And we're out in the middle of nowhere. So if something would have gone south or went bad, we would have been fucks bill. It would have been awful. So we're up there. We're cruising along. This motherfucker comes by. He sees us standing in the road. And he doesn't slow down. He speeds up. And you hear him downshift. You hear his engine. And he's coming at us, coming at us. And man, he tries to hit us. Goes flying by. Well, he's doing, you know, a hundred at least. We're at a dead stop. So we're going to go catch up with him. Well, we end up, what happens is, is we, we can't catch up to him. He's just, he's going too fast. The car's faster than mine. He's covering more ground. So we're back down to like 80 miles an hour, cruising along, and we go to this little town. 
as we drive through this little town, we look to our left at a gas station, mm-hmm. and this motherfucker, he's at the gas station getting gas. And so we pull over. So we pull over, and we look, and he's walking out, and he's got like a 12-pack of beer under his arm. And it's me and my two friends, all 200 plus pounds, all over six feet tall. And we just look over and we're like, hey, motherfucker, and just yelling at him. And this dude drops his beers, runs to his car, does not pull the gas nozzle out of the gas tank, does the, or out, of his, out of the car, and drives away, rips it out of the pump, jumps a curb. I mean, I'm sure he damaged everything for this car. He for sure fucked it up in a real, real bad way. He did all that, running away from us, because he didn't know who was in the car. But he knew he got busted. He knew he got caught. And then, you know, there's open beers and broken beers, and there's, you know, there's float, you know, spill out of the parking lot. You got, like, these kids from high school out there. They're looking at us like, what happened? What happened? Kind of told him the story real quick. And we got in the car and just headed back on our way towards Montana. We'd scared the shit out of him. Right, we told the kids, like, you grab those beers, man. It's a Friday night. Y'all should be partying up a storm and have some fun. But here's the interesting thing, right? It went that way, and we got lucky it went that way. What if that cat walked out, saw us, and he goes, hey, fellas. And we're like, hey, man, you threw a beer. He's like, yeah, I did. I threw a beer can at your car. Reached into his car, pulled out a gun, and just shot us. That's not a far stretch. You know, so I'm not telling the story like we're some awesome dudes who scared some guy who was being a dick on the road. No. So we were morons. We weren't smart at all. We shouldn't have done that in any way, shape, or form. I mean, in fact, you know, the, the smart thing, the smart play, quite honestly, would have been to simply just let him pass. Did anyone get hurt with the beer can he threw at the car? No. Could you have sped up, got his license plate, and then you know, called the police? Yeah. Would that have been the smart thing to do? 100%. We still would have saw him in that town. Then I got stopped by and I'm like, hey, there's a dude in a red BMW. He's drinking and driving and throwing beer cans at cars as he passes them. He'd have gotten pulled over. The, the cops would have got him. But, you know, it's just we were just we were foolish. We were just foolish. And uh, we, we got lucky. We got away with something and we got a little bit lucky. And I, I like this part. She's at the gas station. She thinks she's uh, she's lost him. She's getting some gas and a, and a couple other things, and all of a sudden, you know, looks outside, and there is fear in her eyes because there he is, right behind her, in his truck. And I, and I like this, you know, this gal. She's like, "Hey, you okay?" I mean, she instantly knows something's up. I don't know how he finds her this whole time. I don't know what he does to uh, to stalk her, to where he keeps running into her. Because I mean, from the looks of it, right, she's in a big city, so it's not okay. But I also love the way he ramps up his anger and the crime, right? And if you've seen this movie, uh, you know what I'm getting at. But I mean, you know, these people are trying to be helpful and nice, right? I think this is the other thing is that, you know, no, you know, they always say no good deed goes unpunished. And uh, you have to, you want to be able to protect and help people, you have to do it the smart and right way. So the smart way would have been for her to stay inside, dial 911. This dude stalking me going after me. He would have been arrested. This movie, we're 30 minutes in, would be over. Everyone would be happy and healthy and safe. He murdered two people and burned their house down, so he would have gotten arrested. They already know they're looking for motherfuckers, so look at, we're good. But instead, 
it's like tough guy and ego gets in the way, right? And then you, you, you allow this push, you allow this this thing to happen. Oh, gas super cheap, man. Dollar fifty four a gallon. Oh, those are the days, right? Those are the days when gas was at three dollars a gallon. Man, I wanted to you know, go buy a SUV, and then I was like, man, ooh, I'm gonna get ten miles to the gallon, ten gallons to the mile when I start this mile. But this, this ain't happening. Heck, no. Now this is the interesting thing. Uh, you people, you gotta figure this out in some capacity, right? When you look at someone and they are a problem, you will know instantly. You will just know if they're scared of you, if they're crazier than you, or if they're gonna, if you're gonna get your hands full, right? You're gonna know if they're gonna get their hands full, okay? You're gonna know. And you look at this dude, and I'm telling you, your hands are full. Not only is he a big boy, but he's got anger, and you can see it in his eyes. You know, and you can see him look at this other guy like, you are in my way of my prey. I mean, at the end of the day, this dude is just an angry hunter of humans. He waits and does something stupid to piss them off, and then he uses that anger, or their visceral anger, just takes it inward, recharges it up a million times, and then wants to run them over. Like, he's gonna run this motherfucker over right now. He just, I mean, this guy's like, hey dude, hey dude, 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 I'm trying to, oh no. And there he is, off the road. And this guy's like, are you, oh, and he got hit by another car. So you can run and you can hide all you want, buddy, but he is stalking you. She's looking for her phone now, and guess what she's gonna find? She's going to find she doesn't have it. <clears throat> in some capacity, this cat was able to get into her car, steal her phone. I mean, she's running red lights. She's, by the way, also just not a very good driver. And she's going to weird spots. Like you have to think. I mean, you, I don't know if you guys drive a lot. But if you're driving, let's say it's even like to the kid's school and back or to the grocery store and back. You know, what are your alternate ways of getting home? What are your fast ways to get home? What are your no traffic ways to get home? What are ways to get to your house where it'd be really hard if someone was following you to do that? Do you know if anyone's following you? Do you ever think about those things? Like, do you ever just wrap it up in your head and you're like, fuck man, am I being followed right now? Is something happening? Because it very well could. You don't know at all. I mean, she's sitting here, now she's in traffic. She just saw a guy, just, you know, he just ran someone over. And now he's just, he's, he's giving her a little bump, giving that car a little bump, and this person, you know, she's just, look at this. First of all, you can hear that shit, and let me tell you something right now. You you start bumping someone's car like that, and I don't care if you're on the phone or not, you are gonna realize that. You're gonna see that, you're gonna realize that, and there's gonna be a problem. See, I would let it go. I would want to get to an accident right now. I would get my foot off the brake, and I would let that motherfucker just hit my car and knock me into someone else because then that person's going to get out. Now the cops are going to be called again. Like, you have to think strategically, man. You cannot think in a way of responsiveness. You've got to almost be prepared. I know I sound like a weird prepper against violence, but when you've been, I mean, I've been chased in a car before. I've chased someone in a car before. I've been a moron, right? I've, I've done dumb things before as well. I remember I was uh, in California, 
and I saw a hit and run. And I followed the car that was on the run. Called 911, and they were like, hey, stop following them. They could have a gun. We've got their info. You need to stop now. Stop. You're an idiot. Okay? You need to stop. You're not a hero. You're not a superhero. Don't do that. Because you don't know. And they're correct. I didn't know. I was, I was a moron, right? I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't have it done right in any way, shape, or form. And I, I really could have got myself hurt. You know, I could have got other people hurt. Because now they're, you know, they've already committed a crime. They're on the run. And then what? And you have the pressure of, of someone behind you. You know, you're zigging and zagging and so are they. You know, what, what is mentally, what does that do to someone? Well, you don't know. They're already, a, they're already a flight risk, if you will. So is it no insurance? Do they have a warrant? Did they make a mistake and they just don't handle mistakes well, right? And so they run and they hide because that's what some people do is you run and hide when, when a mistake happens. I mean, this is nuts. Now she's you know, going the wrong way through a, it looks like a little bit of a rough neighborhood. I mean, this is, this is chaos, absolute chaos. And once again, still has not called the police. See, you know, and I know... You know, people are like, oh, do it yourself. But listen, man, call the police. All right, pull over into a big parking lot, hide your car, hide it, and call the police. These are the things you need to do 100% of the time, right? But no, and she's in a parking lot where it doesn't look like there's good access. It's like if you went to hide in a parking garage. You only get in and out one way, dopey. So don't do that. Now I love this. See, she's supposed to meet a friend for breakfast and gets her divorce attorney. I'm not sure, but I think so. And he's leaving her messages and talking shit and being like, well, listen, man, I mean, bill him by the hour, right? Like, you know, she's looking for, I'm sure, a, a fair settlement. Her husband's a douchebag, right? And, uh, and this lawyer's just trying to figure it out. And, you know, he threw his wedding ring away, which got to assume he went through a divorce kind of lost everything and now his anger is somewhere else but he also you know Russell Crowe plays this like because he is portly in this movie right and he's got a big belly um and you know he's got that demeanor he's got a little bit of the crazy eyes he's got you know the bad haircut and the you know the, the beard that, that needs a better trim especially around the jawline um but you can tell still he's a little bit crazy, a little on edge. Like, I wouldn't let this motherfucker sit down with me. If I was waiting for my friend and he showed up, he goes, Oh, you know, Linda's busy, but uh, she wanted me to let you know she's on her way. And huh, I tell you, right? And they go back and forth. Hell no. But this also shows the great unraveling. And I, you know, I don't believe anyone listening, right? I don't believe anyone listening in any way, shape, or form is... um you know, would be in this category, would be in this place. I just don't. But you have to think of the ramp up, right? And you have to think, on a smaller scale, what's your ramp up? Is it yelling really loud? You know, is it just being a dork? Is it just being a complete dork? Is that what it is? Like, I mean, you just, you just think, make yourself out to be an asshole? Well, I was talking to a buddy of mine about, you know, raising my voice, you know, getting upset or scared and you go to that place where, you know, I can, I'm big and I can be loud. So if I do those things, then it seems like I've gained a semblance of control. When really all I've shown everyone is I've lost control. And that's why they're quiet. They're not quiet because now we're back to a place of control and composure and direction. Oh, hell no. Now we're at a place of fear. 
Now we're at a place of misunderstanding. Now we're at a place of not knowing. And so, yeah, people get quiet. It's like, what the fuck's going on here? You know, I mean, you don't, you don't see people, you know, when, when they do that, they, no one ever looks in control. No one ever, you know, reels it in that way. It just doesn't work. But yet, when you start to lose control, you think it will. And sometimes it's just the silence, right? But then in that silence should be the moment when you catch yourself, right? That instant silence should be that moment when you're like, ah, I fucked up. And now, back to earlier, what do you say? What do you do? Who are you with? And how are you going to rectify what has happened or not happened? You guys should see where I'm doing this from right now, actually. I'll tell you. Oh, she's looking for her phone right now. She's a little remiss here. Some craziness is going to happen. I think he gives her a flip phone, if I'm not mistaken. And she can hear it ringing, and now she's just looking for it. Like, what the fuck is going on right now? Hold on one second. I got to take off. Hmm. Oh, Aspen. I have a headache, and my knee is killing me. Is that trying to remember my knee? Hold on one second. So I don't know if you guys know. Um, hurt my knee playing basketball because, well, I'm a knucklehead. And those things happen. Oh, yeah, see, it's a flip phone. Incoming call. Okie dokie. You gotta answer that shit, right? You gotta be in the car. I mean, he's just, he's got burner phones he's giving away. He's nice. Oh, look, there she is. She's on the phone. And here's her attorney. Now, this is what I don't understand, right? Is her attorney, I mean, he, he, he's, he's a shit attorney. 100% shit attorney, only because for being real honest here he's sitting down next to this guy he's like oh it seems nice you know it seems like a nice guy well I think I'd like him and you know it's he doesn't know anything's up he hasn't gotten up and walked away you're on the phone with her get off the phone and get out of there call 911 right I mean dude just and she has a phone Oh, see, this is the best. This is the best. And she's just like, uh, hello? Don't trust the guy. Come on now. He's a psychopath. And see, now he's getting angry again, right? Tick, 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 tick. I mean, this is this is the exploding bomb. This is the this is the, the waiting to happen. You know, this is, uh, the world is on fire. Absolutely on fire now. And now, now our attorney friend's seeing something. He's seeing a little different glint in the eye. You know, you've got to learn how to really read people, right? But this is also, I mean, this is a point where he doesn't care, you know, where, where you're losing control or me losing control might be raising your voice. His is violence escalation, you know. Hit her car, felt good, but it's going to feel better. I mean, really fucking up her life, that's what's going to feel good. That's where I'm going to get my digs in. That's where I'm going to get my anger in, right? That's where, and it, 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 it's never enough. He's like, give me the phone. Just give me the phone, and then boom breaks his nose, hits him right in the face with a coffee cup, and that coffee cup explodes, man. I mean, I'm talking about it. He's like, what's happening? Dude, let me take bone, head, knocked out. Everyone's looking away. They don't know what to fucking do. What do you do? I mean, you get up and walk out. They're old people trying to have, listen, all they're trying to do is get a nice croissant, maybe a bear cloth, they're feeling, if they're feeling frisky, and a cup of black coffee. And he's already low on breath. He's already sweating more. He's got that good glisten going on as he is in the mood to fuck shit up. So that's the mood he's in, right? And he's going to do it at the old diner. And then this cat 
Uh-oh. See, you shouldn't have reached for the silver because now you're just giving him ideas. And it's a dull knife. It's not even a good knife. It's a dull knife. It's a butter knife. And he's just punching him in the face. And now he's like, oh, see, the, spoiler alert, he believes Russell Crowe, the bad guy, the unhinged driver, oh, her poor lawyer, man, this motherfucker, he is, uh, nose bleeding, he's knocked out. But I think he believes that the lawyer and her were banging. And they, you know, I'm sure he believed at some point in time that he thought uh, his lawyer or his wife's, ex-wife, former wife's lawyer and everything else, I think, he, you know, he believed that, uh, you know, that, that she was sleeping around on him. Who knows? And let's be honest, sir, you're not very nice. You're not very sweet. So I have to, one has to assume, if you will, not that assuming is a good thing, that can also be a evil one has to assume then, right, that, oh shit, he just stabbed him in the back of the neck with an old butter knife. And that's going to really clear that place out. I'm not going to lie, there's a lot more blood now. A lot more blood. That is such an aggressive move. You know, and, and I'm sure in his mind he's justifying it. Just said, sorry. Dude, just said you're sorry. But yet, he doesn't want to admit for his actions, right? And, and, and you feel that stress, right? And, uh, you feel that 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 anger and, and the anger that comes back to him and the anger that he has towards other people boy he put on some lbs for this role i'm telling you what captain kool-aid goodness gracious but um you know it's, it's interesting because you think about why people are angry today let me get a little philosophical on you guys right but when you think about why people are angry what's going on in the world well, we have all these leaders and all these people that keep getting caught lying to us. We vote them in on integrity and honesty and change. And they're the same horrible, deplorable pieces of shit that were that sat in that seat before. And we just never realize, right? We never understand. We never open up. We, we never think, you know, it, 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 and it's, it's always the other person's fault. It's never our own person's fault. And I, was, I was in a conversation. I saw something about... Cuomo, and I made a comment, you know, that I, you know, I was like, hey man, he got he got removed from office for, you know, slapping fannies, but he didn't get removed from office for killing grannies, and it's true, he didn't. So what does that mean, right? Well, hey man, it's just a point. And the first reply is, well, if you know if that's the case, then what about Trump? And so instead of staying on the same argument, the intelligent argument the insightful argument, instead of doing that, instead of that, it was, well, let me defer and talk about something else. So instead of, if you're if you're a Cuomo fan or, or a Democratic fan, great, but stay on topic. Hold your own people accountable first. I mean, that is the one thing that, that none of us do, right? We, do, we don't hold the people that we exalt into a powerful position. We don't hold them accountable. And therefore, when it comes to arguing our side or, or, or our position, and then someone brings up like, "Hey, X, Y, and Z happens," you, you don't you don't have the option, you know. Uh, you know, you, you look at what's going on with vaccinations and masks and everything, right? You, you look at all those things that are happening. You're wondering if you bring up, "Well, I have a question about vaccinations." Oh, you're a Trump supporter? No, no I'm not. Well, then why do you have a question? And it's like, well, why, why did you go there? Why wouldn't you ask what my question is? You know, why, why, um, why am I being belittled or taken down? Why am I being attacked? Why 
can't we just answer the question? Why is there a blind faith trust all of a sudden? Like, why? It doesn't make any sense. And then, and, and you won't even address my questions. If, if I call out Nancy Pelosi for going to a hair salon, and, um, and, and instead of owning it, she tries to make those hair salon people, right? She's trying to tell them that they tricked her, that they fucked her over. And you can bring that up and someone will go, well, Trump said you should inject yourself with bleach. And it's like, hold on. No, let's do something different. Let's, let, let's address this. Like, yeah, just address it. You know, you might not think she was wrong with what she did. And you might think that her putting a, a hair salon owner on blast and putting that person out of business is funny and, you know, or, or the, the, the business should have known better, even if it was Nancy Pelosi, right? They should have known better. You know, same with the mayor of Chicago. You know, goes to a hair salon, gets her hair done when everyone else can't, does it illegally according to her rules, and doesn't say sorry. You know, just says, well, listen, man, I need, I'm a public figure. I need to get my hair done. Bitch, have you seen your hair? That hair hasn't been done in a long fucking time. Okay? I don't know what you're talking about. All right? But, it's, you know, if you bring that up, instead of addressing it, then someone will be like, well, did you see what the Florida governor did? See, folks, it's not tit for tat. It's not how you can do this. If, if we want to understand one another, we have to A, listen, and we have to B, acknowledge where the people that we have exalted have made mistakes, because they're not perfect. Right? In any way, shape, or form, they're fucking wrong, okay? You know, uh, you know the Libertarian Party, we're Libertarian, right? And we put up dog shit people who run for president. Horrible. You'd be the first to admit it. Right? There's, just, there's not a good one that comes out other ranks. Now, do I still think they're probably better than the other knuckleheads that are there? Absolutely, I do. But we don't put good people out. And, you know, maybe Dave Smith will run and uh, we'll have a good person, an eloquent person who can be funny, who can be serious, who can be engaging, who knows how to wow a crowd. I mean, I would really like it if he ran for president. I'd be 100% in. I'd help him in Texas in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I think it'd be awesome. I think it'd be absolutely amazing. I really do. Uh, but you know, you, you, you gotta look at the Libertarian Party and go, man, we've made some buffoon mistakes. We put some buffoon people in front of, of the microphone. We shouldn't have. Because, you know, they honestly want to answer the question. Whereas you put a buffoon Democrat or Republican in front of the microphone and you ask them a question and they give you a talking point. Right? They give you, so, so instead of addressing the question, they give you a talking point and they just ignore it. Now, whether you like him or not, you know, Dan Bongino will put a, people who think differently than him on the other side and ask him a question. If they don't answer it, he'll say, you never answered my question, let me ask it again in case you didn't hear it. And then they do their talking points again and then he just kicks them off the show. Uh, I think it's smart, right? Uh, you, but I wish he would do it both sides. I wish he'd put Republicans on and, and hold their feet to the fire the same way. Maybe he does and I've missed it, but I, I only see the Democratic side, right? And I might just say, you know, you hold both accountable. Hold both accountable. You gotta remember, Three years ago, we were saying we need to get people out of Afghanistan, right? Put a plan together, get them out. You know, and then what happened? Well, nothing. And then Trump was blasted by everyone, everyone, for, uh, for what? For trying to pull people out of Afghanistan. It was a horrible move. And then, you know, or, or that he didn't do it, right? He's, he's horrible. And, you know, I can't believe he failed at this promise. And then Biden pulls him out and does it incorrectly, uh, and then what happens? Well, very simply, right? Everyone's now putting him on blast. 
and saying you shouldn't have done it. So Trump failed because he didn't do it. Biden failed because he did do it. And no one wants to say, oh, hey, I voted yes over here, and then no over here, and no explanation for why they're making the change. You know, the media doesn't come out. George Stephanopoulos doesn't come out and say, this is where I made a mistake. He doesn't in any way, shape, or form. He doesn't own his errors at all. Right? Uh, you, you've got to own your errors. You've got to know when you make a mistake. You've got to know when, when you fudge some facts. You know, and, and, and you've got you've to make a decision on, on how direct or how honest you are or not going to be. But I can tell you, when your leaders don't do that, when your people don't do that, that creates more divisiveness because you know that motherfucker lied. You know they didn't tell the truth. You know with a great degree of certainty, right, that they just lied. They did. And now, not only... Not only are you angry, but guess what? The people who supported that person, and maybe that's you, you're, you're getting angrier, right? But then you've also got to defend that person because you've got to defend your cause because you're not looking at them as people anymore. Now you're looking at them quite simply as, as your exalted figurehead. And your exalted figurehead can do no wrong because if you admit they do wrong then what then is the other person's exalted figurehead better no they're not right are you going to be are you going to be get your balls busted because of um because you uh you know you you uh called this person out you shouldn't in any way shape or form you shouldn't at all you should be praised for it oh no see this guy just made sure that his that his buddy that this oh, not his buddy he broke into this girl's house she's got um, her brother and his girlfriend living there and well he made sure that his brother and girlfriend one hundred percent uh yeah that uh, the brother killed the girlfriend or yeah not good not good very tricky very tricky how he did that so yeah i don't know uh i'll get off that topic but responsibility is is a big deal folks and the fact that uh, people don't take responsibility you know it's gross it really is gross you know uh, and I wish politicians and leaders would you know from Ted Cruz caught lying that doughy fuck to you know the mayor of Austin caught lying you know they just come up with an excuse and then at the very end they're like well it, it, it was a bad look but you have to understand I was still following guidelines no mother stop you know what I mean Ted Cruz got busted, legit busted, for what? For sneaking away when everything was frozen down to Mexico. And then he said, I just wanted to escort my family. Well, that's not true. You had to change your tickets at the last second because you got caught at the airport. And he never said sorry. He never said I fucked up. He just said it, it had a bad look to it, but I was coming right back. And then we found out that was a lie. So you put a lie on top of a lie. And now you're just not a credible person. Now you're just a doughy piece of shit. Now you're just a horrible human being. And I don't like you. And no one does. And no one should. Right? I mean, you're, you're, you're awful at what you do. You're not even good at lying. Right? You're, you're a horrible, horrible human being. And, you know, you hold them to task. And what happens? People go, yeah, well, this person did this. Well, or you get the worst where, hey, man, they don't listen. And you know what? They don't care what you think or do. They don't care the way we vote. They're going to do what they want to do all the time.
time. That's what they're going to do. And they just rock and roll forward. And, you know, you've got to ask yourself, who put them in power? Well, you did. And so did your neighbors. And so did your city. So did your subdivision. Right? They put them in, you guys put them in power. Take them out of power. Take them out. Get the right person in. If they start to lie, you, you as the leader, you as the person who put them in power, you, you need to hold them accountable. You need to call them out. If you voted for them and they lied, the first thing you need to do is be on the horn calling them saying, hey, why'd you lie? I voted for you because you said you had integrity. I just watched you lie. Why? Why, why, why? You know what I mean? And, and own your mistakes and then say we got a, a, a plan to move forward or what you have to do. I mean, think about this. And, you know, we have a homeless problem. Well, there's a lot of civil homeless problems, right? but we have a homeless problem in Austin. And there was a proposal put to, you know, where the mayor essentially said they've got open camping. They get a camp wherever they want. And the city uh, finally said, hey, man, we're going to vote this away. We're going to put a camp in Van Rock. So I asked if there's a homeless problem. There's a problem, man. Goes, yes, there is. And they're like, okay. And then he doubles down and goes, but I'm still voting to keep the camping going. Right, well, we, already, we already know that that created more of a problem. It was a mistake. But you are so down in to your own arrogance, to your own thinking that you are smarter than anybody else, that you'll double down on your shitty plan double down on it on a shit plan just because it was your plan initially and even though you said there's mistakes right there's just a you know you, you've still got that get the fuck out of here man if it's a mistake and it's a problem you know what you do here's what you do instead of giving two options you give three no I don't want camping yes I still want them to camp wherever or C uh we are going to have no camping. It's going to transition like this. But see, he couldn't even do that. He, he couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't, he could admit that there's a problem here, but he couldn't admit that he was one of the creators of it. He couldn't do that simple thing. And he's got a little hand up. I voted, I voted no to stop the camping ban. Like, I want people to still camp anymore. Well, here's the thing, and this is what you, you know, we all pay for that park. So why do they get to camp there and do drugs there and drink there? and yell at people and go after people. Why? Why do they get free water and trash and move on everything else? Well, that's not free, folks. FYI. You paid for it. You paid for it. Now, if you really want to pay for something, let's, let's pay for something. Let's help people. Let's not do the bare minimum that looks good. Let's actually help them. Right? Don't buy a hotel. You know, over market value. Right? Don't mean do something to actually help them health and human services do something to help them I don't mind paying taxes I love paying taxes I could go to that places it would actually help people if they would actually do something with it if they would actually look at it and go all right well, this is how much we've collected hmm. we've got to cut back some spending right and it's never where you, you need it they never increase spending where you want it either they just don't it's an absolute fucking mess, man. It is. And when you watch a movie like Unhinged, all you have to do is take it out of the car. All you have to do is take it out of the car. 
You take it out of the pot and you put it somewhere else and what happens? It's the same angry person running around. It's the it's the it's the same chaos. It's the same loss. It's just man, it's it's everything horrible. Absolutely everything horrible, right? And you wonder why it doesn't happen more. But all these things are happening. Oh, so here we go. The cops are there. Uh-oh, this cop does not look ready. He does not look ready. I have a feeling this kid's gonna die. Oh, yep, then one fire, shot him. Oh, at least he got shot once. Hold on, I gotta take a drink. My, I am parched, party people. Okay, so, off politics, I do wanna address one other thing. You know, this, uh, Right now, we're kind of in a shame culture. If someone doesn't get a vaccination or someone doesn't do something, we, we shame them. And uh, once again, we're lying to them by telling them that it's free. It's not free. It's not free. You, you paid for it. And it's interesting, right, that, that no one's figured out how to go after people with this. You know, you've got to have different marketing campaigns for different areas. And they don't. They're not smart about it. So they don't have different marketing campaigns. You know, different marketing campaigns, you just have ones all get vaccinated. Guess what? You miss a, a trove of people. You're not communicating to them the right way. A. Right? You, I mean, marketing is, is done well, and it works only because why? Because it goes after a certain set of people. Like when you think about, you know, well, the skate shoe market doesn't go to ballets and market skate shoes. It doesn't. You know why? Because the, the people at the ballet show, pretty much, you know, they, I don't see them as a big skater community. Could be wrong. Could be a lot of crossover, but I'm going to assume no. Right? You don't offer uh, lap band surgery at the Chippendales. Right? Those dudes are stuck wrapped. All right? And those ladies are getting attention whether they're big or small. So it does not matter. You don't do it. But they just went on this generic blah hey, everyone do it, and do it because you care for other people. And then they kind of let some things slide, right? Well, if you get it, then you're safe, and you won't pass it along. And then they're like, well, I mean, you can still get it, and you can still pass it along, but it won't be as bad. So if everyone gets it, then it's like COVID light for everybody, if they get it, right? And so now you're now you're just you're scratching your head going, wait, am, am I... Am I giving it? Am I getting it? And you don't know. And then it's not FDA approved. And so you ask the question, hey, this isn't FDA approved. I'm a little concerned. And then what happens? Are you an anti-vaxxer? Are you shamed into something again? And if you are shamed into something, you know, the, uh, the problem then becomes, it's like, well, what does that do? When you're shamed, you instantly go, man, I'm sorry. I was wrong. Thanks for setting me straight. Boy, I don't know what I would do without you. Do you do that? Or do you dig your heels in? Just like the people who lied to you and then when they were called out on it, never said anything. Where are you? Where are you digging your heels in, right? Are you digging your heels in? You could hear a thousand people died after getting the COVID-19 vaccine. Do you dig your heels in and go, everyone still should get vaccinated? If you aren't vaccinated and someone tells you you have to be to do something and now you're getting into this shame culture and you're, and you're really creating a caste system of those vaxxed and those unvaxxed, does that make you, if I take things away from you, does that make you want them more? Or 
in another way, does it make you maybe, just maybe, does it, you know, make you dig your heels in farther and say, I'm not doing this fucking shit. And I'm going to put up such a fuss. I'm going to do so much more that guess what? There's going to be bigger problems. And now I'm going to get my friends involved. And now I'm really going to complain. And now I'm, you know, guys, you just, shame doesn't work in this. Celebration does. Um, you know, positivity does. All of these other things do, right? They all do. They all work. If you target, so you got to target, you got to attack, and you've got to go after different groups, right? Like, you might want to do the fear for the old people. You might want to do shame for the eighteen woke twenty-somethings, right? I mean, that's probably ideal for them. That's for sure. And you know, um, but for that for that group, those forty-five-year-olds, or or maybe for the minority groups out there, the the government's been caught testing on them in the vein of vaccines. Well. What do you do then? Where do you go? Who are you, right? And you have to think, man. You have to just take a pause, take a minute, and go, well, there's got to be a better way. And there is. There really is. One, talk to people like adults. Two, hit them. You know, if you're the don't waste money crowd, then just let them know. You bought it. If you don't use it, you lose it, right? It's like vacation days. Okay, you paid for this wonderful thing. I'm just letting you know you paid for it. So why not, in some capacity, you know, why not, uh, why not use it? Go ahead. With other groups, there might be other things you want to say or do. Who the fuck knows? But you can't have this blanket. You can't have this blanket bullshit. You cannot have what um, what I would consider is just a, this this almost like amnesty of, of nonsense, right? just can't and you you've got to treat people like like they should be treated right you gotta you gotta, you gotta have you gotta show respect and oh my goodness these people they're trying to wave down an officer and this is hilarious this is not gonna be a good day for the officer not a good day at all i like how nonchalant this cop is he's driving along and he's like what like the guy you're looking for is behind you and here comes that crazy motherfucker like pull over dude oh well never mind son you were not paying attention and now your shit is wrecked boom and he just got killed by a cement truck that just drove me I, by the way could not i mean that was gonna turn into like a 10 car pileup this might be the longest car chase scene of all time right even though she's done some stops had to pick her kid up and everything else essentially she has been hunted since the jump there's a 24 pilot back there. And this guy's got roads he's new minis in it. And that motherfucker is a haul ass. It's hilarious. I love it. I love it, man. These cars. What would you do? I mean, so you're getting chased by a person. Where do you go? Where, where are you at? Where, where are you going? Like, I'm not going home. I'm not going to a friend's house. I'm going to a... I need to go to, like, a police hut that's not very well marked. So he wouldn't know that I'm rolling up or a fire station, right? Have those big strong firemen come out with their axes and like fuck that dude up, right? We'll get after it. We'll have some fun. But you gotta think about what you're gonna do, go to a hospital? No. Doctors, nurses? No, sorry, man. You might go by an Army National Guard. I'll tell you what, if you break through that fence and he follows you, he is busted. He's gone, alright? You might go by a jiu-jitsu stu uh, studio. See some people in there. 
and just drive through the front. Jump out of your car and say that man right there is trying to kill me. And they will tie him up in a knot like they're doing their shoes in the morning. It's pretty amazing. But more importantly, do you know where these things are in your area? Do you know where the police hub is? Do you know where other, you know, do you know where any training schools are for boxing, karate, jiu-jitsu, do you know what any of those things are? Do you know how to get away? And do you know where the fire station is to get somewhere safe? Do you know where police kind of hang out, you know, when it comes to uh, your, your area where you live? Well, you guys always speed zone there. Good. Go get pulled over. Go get pulled over. You know what I'm saying? Get after He is just hammering through people, man. He is. I will say they did not skimp on the special effects when it comes to these cars getting wrecked. Holy shit. I mean, they are. And the camera angles are great. Well, I'll tell you this. This movie is, well, it's done exceptionally well. Great, great acting. Uh, you know, great intensity. Russell Crowe, once again, just crushes it. Uh, great intensity. You know he's you know he's unhinged. You know he's doing something awful. You know he is... I can't believe he's not waiting for her to get shot. But you know, you know who he is. And you're scared for her. The first time I watched this, I was, like, I mean, I was on the edge of my seat because of, of just the way he is and the way he's hunting. Man, it's like the lower jaw's out a little bit. The pupils are a little smaller. He's just that much more aggressive. He's going after. And he's just, I mean, he's in it to win it. Man, he is just, oh, you just feel it. You feel the intensity. I will say this, man. You watch this. You know, come, come here for the commentary of, of other random shit happening in the world. But I'll tell you what, you watch this movie with the sound on, the cars, the screeching, everything, right? I mean, it's just, it's just absolute boom, chaos. Chaos, and I don't know who these stunt drivers are, but they need to be getting paid some fucking overtime. I mean, they're they're wrecking cars, the minivan, is just the, what a great ad for this minivan. I don't know who makes this minivan. Let's see, is it a Chrysler? It is. It's a Chrysler Pacifica. You're welcome, Chrysler Pacifica, for this free ad. Get a Chrysler Pacifica, and guess what else you can get? That's right. You can get into a car chase. You can knock some people off the road. You can really have a good time and really fuck some shit up. Oh yeah, Chrysler Pacifica. It's not just for carpooling. It's also for making other drivers poo their pants when you hunt them down like an animal. And you're on the hunt. I mean, you are. You are hunting. And if you're hunting and you're feeling frisky, let me tell you. I've got an idea for you. That's right. Get your Chrysler Pacifica and get going. I'm telling you, it's going to be amazing so this is where I have a problem with this movie right because she's going back she's going to her parents house and, you know I just have a problem with it because like why do you want to put more people in danger why 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 there's there's no reason for it whatsoever don't put anyone else in danger right just Get, I mean, like, she's kind of lost him right now. He's slow rolling through this uh, through this little subdivision. It's like, dude, you're slow rolling through the subdivision looking for her. Just trying to find her. Get out of the subdivision. Go find the police and get crazy. Right? I mean, just get, get fucking crazy. But no. She's going to her parents' house. And, you know, huge mistake, by the way. Big, beautiful house. Really like it. Like their style. They got a lot going on here. 
wonder where they're at. Take a look, what is that? Uh, way to get the door for your kid. There you go. Home. Okay. You gotta know. You have to know where to hide. You know what's going on. You know how we're gonna fuck this shit up, okay? You know what the plan is. Plan is simple. You go in and hide, and there's a 300 pound angry man with a beard that just uh, killed my attorney, by the way. Gonna have to find a new attorney, uh, probably in this summer camp. I don't think I'm getting my deposit back from the other attorney, that's for sure. And uh, yeah, why wouldn't you just take the car and ride out? You know, let that kid drive a little bit. Uh, yeah, some panic signal to police, perfect. That's gonna take forever, but good job. But I am, I'm wondering, you know, hmm. What do you tell the kid? You look at him and you're like, hey, so listen, uh, obviously gonna need a new car, okay? We're gonna run around this. I don't know if you saw that Chrysler Pacifica behind us, but <laughs> it's pretty nice. Uh, I like it. And uh, I think we would look good in it. You know, Rosie, on the other hand, I don't know that she's looking good in it, but hey, you, just, you, you never know. Um, but we're going to have to get rid of the Volvo for sure. It's got some bad juju, some bad karma, and some just some really bad, bad memories. So you got that. So you got to look at him and say, all right. But I'm doing that. I've got to tell you as well, man. Huh, it's going to be a real bummer. But reality is this. Hmm. You're not going to summer camp. There's no extracurricular activities, and uh, we gotta, gotta kind of cancel your birthday. But, I mean, it's because mom used the horn too much, and uh, a psychopath tried to, uh, tried to kill her. So, you know, we gotta, we gotta do some therapy. Obviously a lot of therapy. Nothing wrong with that. I like where he's hiking. I don't know how he found that spot, but good for him, man. You want a place to hide. It's kind of like a little hole in the back. So he's in the attic now, which is some cool shit. And this instantly, where it should remind me of, hey, do you have a good safe hiding spot in your home? Instead, I instantly think of, uh, you know, Christmas vacation when Chevy Chase is stuck up in the attic. Gets cold, watches some movies, finds some gifts that he left for his wife. You know, all those good things. All those fun, fun, fun things. I'll tell you what, Russell Crowe, are you out of breath because you're fat? Or is it the blood loss? Or is it both? And he's sweating profusely. And he's probably got a small fever. Yeah, I know. Life hurts, buddy. Life hurts. So you just move that arm around pretty darn easily. Oh, he's got some pain. Oh, he's just going to eat up those pain pills. Okay. Remarkably, for as messy as his neck and his beard is, remarkably, his ears are very clean for a man his age. No long hairs. And I find myself now, like every other day, Glasses off, magnifying glass, and finding two or three hairs starting to poke out from my ear, right? Not terribly long. Oh, yeah, see, there you go. So she got the other car. And good for her. She's Now that's two cars she's got to buy. She's going to have to replace the car from her parents that she just destroyed. That's going to be expensive. And she's going to have to uh, replace her car. And then, I mean, I'm assuming, let's make it three. Right? Rosie's minivan, the Chrysler Pacifica. I mean, that motherfucker, guess what? It is, uh, it's totaled. It's absolutely totaled. So now we don't, so now we, well, first of all, she, she just, she lost her job because she was running late. I don't think she hasn't, she doesn't have an attorney, so I don't think her uh, ex-husband's going to be running in, saving the day in any way, shape, or form. He just knocked her the fuck out. He, and he didn't do the punch. Uh, no, he used the forearm very aggressively. And now he's kicking doors. I'm really sweating through that light blue shirt, though. He's got some tits. He's a good beak. 
him. And then he's got that beer belly as well. Just, I mean, just, it's just sticking out. It's almost like it's pushing out of here. Almost, it looks like very uncomfortable. He's got shoeless chucks, slip-ons. Good choice for shoes. Not necessarily for running or protecting yourself, but it really is, you know, it's a good choice for shoes. Not gonna lie. Hmm. So she's gonna buy three cars. She doesn't have a job and doesn't have an attorney to get more money. So she's gonna hire a new attorney and get three new cars. Even in deductibles alone, let's say for all the cars. Even in those, right? It's gonna be expensive. Someone's gonna pay for it. Do you think that motherfucker who's been running people off the road is gonna pay for it? No. He's not. I don't think he has a good insurance plan. I don't think he's got life insurance. He's like, oh, by the way, I have a wee bit of a temper. And so if I do die, this money, obviously, and when I'm raging, if I die when I'm like raging out, obviously this money should go to the cars I destroy, the people's lives I destroy, the homes I burn down. Like, that would make sense, right? That would be the thing. <sighs> I don't think that's going to happen, though. Right? And I don't think that's reality. These cops could not come any slower. I'm glad they have the lights on, but seriously, they can't come any slower. So, you know, yeah, mm -hmm. three cars, um, you know, the destruction of the property of the house. And, uh, yeah, and then, you know what, you forgot something big. If you don't think that kid's going to go to therapy, you're fucking crazy. That kid's got to go to therapy. He is in need of therapy, right? I mean, he's living in a world that says, guess what I need? A therapist, right? I mean, there's no amount of drugs. There's no amount of anything. I don't know how he found it. How did, oh, it was his mom. Oh, goodness. Yeah, buddy, be quiet. Uh-oh, well, it found her because the kid screamed so loud. My goodness. Yeah. So there you go. Oh, he's gonna. Oh shit! He is just kicking her in. The, I mean, it's so violent. The violence on the road. So the violence of you know whatever you'd call them, the the violence of, of driving, right? The road rage and the car wrecks, the the crashes, all that violence, right? That violence, if you will. It um, it's perpetuated itself into uh, into uh, the bedroom into this house and he is just so destructive i mean this is the small car this is her car and this is the, the chrysler pacifica minivan and well now we just hit a kid sir i don't know if you know how this works but you just you can't you can't do that you can't hit kids or ladies he just punched and knocked her the fuck out too he is going to strangle the shit out of someone and it looks like it's going to be the boy i'm glad she's finally finally reaching for her scissors Holy shit, he's gonna choke. You know what kind of special darkness you have to have? I mean, she's thinking there's, I mean, there's a mirror. He's looking at himself in the mirror as he's choking out a kid, and she's digging for what? Scissors. Alright, Scissor Sisters. Like, oh, good, good band, Scissor Sisters. And also, get her, boom, right in the fucking eye. And I'll tell you what, you miss that to the left or the right in any way, and, and, and those scissors are gonna snap, break, probably cut your hand up. Oh, give him a good kick. Give those scissors a good fucking kick. Will you just fucking die? Kadoof! Alright, now he's really dead. And then... Uh, now, you're gonna have to dispose of that carpet differently. You can't just rip that carpet and throw it away. You've got his blood there. So you've got a crime scene. Or you're gonna stay. Uh, you've got his blood there. You're gonna replace that. You're gonna do a special removal. A special cleaning of the wood. It's gonna soak into the wood. Blood is very... It's 
podcast is very thick, but it also absorbs into things very easily. So, uh, you know, you've got to do that. And with all of those things happening, once again, if you haven't been to a check out if you're sleeping on the couch, or crying out loud, right? And your brothers and wives, you know, sister-in-laws, whatever house, on the couch, right? She ain't got shit. She ain't got no job. She ain't got shit to do. I don't have anything for anything. See, no one wants to address that. See, the superhero movies. No one wants to look at those damn superhero movies and be like, oh, you know what? Hmm. How are we going to pay for all this damage? I mean, this is like a little 10 tsunamis hit New York City. And people are cheering these motherfuckers on as they throw Godzilla through nine buildings. That's nine buildings. How many people died in those buildings? Hmm? I don't know. And then they got to rebuild all that. They're all going to fly to some asteroid out in outer space and give you some gold. Like, what are you going to do? See, no one, no one doesn't think about these things. They don't see there's no like drama after a whole, after after a thriller like this where this kid's like, hey, uh, question, you know, how was therapy that you've been in the last 20 fucking years? Because it's going to get rough. It just is. All right, folks, well, listen. It's a wrap, man. They lived. He died. I chatted for an hour and 20 minutes. Most importantly, I hope you guys laughed a little bit. I got a little serious, a little dark on there. I apologize. But, you know, there are some things that, honestly, if we want to change this country and we want to be positive, we want to be better and we want to grow, it's pretty simple, man. We got to hold ourselves accountable and the people that we put in positions we're told them accountable. It's really, really easy. Super duper easy. And you know what? It's not very hard to do in any way, shape, or form. It's just not. <laughs> oh, are you going to honk at him? Right, oh, yeah, you're not, you're not going to honk, are you? I love how this movie ends, right? You know, somebody runs a light and she almost honks at him because they almost hit her. And then she's like, oh, that's right. Six short hours ago, I honked that motherfucker. And uh, I'm going to have to get, I'm going to have to buy three new cars. Part, you know, re- rebuild part of the house. Get a new attorney. And I'm going to be shitting therapy bills. Do you think these college kids have bills? Let me tell you something about therapy bills. I'm not kidding. But yeah, man, you want to you change? you got to hold your people accountable before you hold other people accountable. you got to hold yourself accountable. If you do that, we're going to be science to deliver a much better place. So there you go. All right, folks. Well, I love you all very much. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Have a great weekend. Turn off the turn off the fear porn, turn on some music, dance with someone, have fun, drink some wine, make some love, and don't forget to listen to the end when my kid sings about the first time she took a shit by herself, because like everything else, man, it's a poop. Love you guys. Peace.